What up, what up, what up? This is Pastor D-R-E on the M-I-C. And what you are about to hear is Ready, Set, Release, Prime. Because what that is, is basically, it is the weekend show that we do minus the music. Now, I wish I could give you the music, you know, the praise and worship, the different songs that we play. But because there are some people who don't have Spotify, uh, you won't be able to get the, the full uh, effect or the, the full atmosphere of what we're doing. But I don't want you to be left behind. I still want you to get the word. I still want you to get the the testimonies. I still want you to get the positive news. I still want you to be be able to engage with me and take this, this journey with me. So if you don't have Spotify, if you can't get the music like uh, that we have set up for you, join us on RSD, Already Set Release Prime Cuts. And I tell you what, there might be some bonus things that you may get that may not be on the show. But we'll talk about that a little later. So tune in, have a seat, relax, get your get your mind ready, get your ears ready to hear uh, what was said, what was done on today. All right. Ready, set, release, Prime Cuts. Pastor D.R.E. back with you. I hope you enjoyed that praise session. Man, I tell you, I'm just excited today. Uh, listen, I, I want to put this, this, this thought in your, in your minds or, or put this bug in your ear. I'm going to be coming from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. It says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and, and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind. This is the key part now. God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them, male and and female. And I could say a lot right there, but the scripture says in verse 27, he created male and female in his image. What I want to talk about on today is distorted image. That's the title of it, distorted image. And the question I really want to ask you is, how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as God sees you? Do you see yourself as God has created you? Or do you see yourself as less than? Do you see yourself as other people have labeled you? It is so important to, to see yourself the way that God sees you. See, I hear people pray all the time, Lord, bless me. Lord, do this for me. Lord, do that for me. Lord, I want to be this. I want to be that. They have they have many goals that they that they want to reach and, and, and they want to be so much, but they don't have the eyes of God. Hallelujah. They don't have the eyes of God. They don't see themselves as God sees them. They don't see themselves as God created them to be. Imagine this. I want you to understand the power of this scripture. God said, let us make man in, in our own image. He said, he said, I'm going to create man to mimic me. I'm going to create man to mirror me. So you should be like your father. 
Oh, hallelujah. You you should be like your father. You should be mimicking your father. If your father can 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 do all things, guess what? You can do all things through him. If your father is successful, you should be successful. Why do we settle so much for, for being less than what God has created us to be? We don't have to do that. We, we, we don't have to settle for less than. We have to understand that God has made us successful. He has made us powerful. He has made us beautiful. I wonder how you see yourself when you look in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, what do you see for yourself? Oh, God. Uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11 says this. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. God is saying, listen, I know what I created you to be. I know what I created you to be. When I created you, oh God, when, when, when I created you, when I took my time to create you and blow into your nostrils, I did not create you to fail. See, what we got to understand is God never made anything with a flaw. Let me say that again. God never made anything with a flaw. When he made you, he made perfection. He made you to be like him. He made you to, to rule like him. He, he made you to be beautiful like him. He, he made you in his image. Do you think God will make you with a flaw? So where do the flaws come from? Where, where do our, 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 our mishaps, where do the um the the ugly side should i say the ugly side of us or or the part that don't match uh what god is where does that come from that comes from listening to other people uh-huh that comes from thinking less of ourselves that 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 comes from uh allowing people to to name us or we don't forgive ourselves or or we we just we don't we don't really get a good idea of who we are you have to know who you are and the only way you're going to know who you are is by meditating on the word day and night night and day day and night night and day the the, the scripture says in in uh joshua 1 and 8 it says uh keep this book of the law always on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. Meditate on the word day and night, night and day. Why is it important to meditate? To understand what God said? To understand what God said about you? To understand who you are? Oh, oh, see, see, the Bible is just, it's not just a, a book full of stories. It's an outline of your life. Oh, God. It's the outline of your life. It, it shows you who God created you to be and, and, and what he expects you to do, what you can do, what you can have. It's the outline. So if you don't know the outline, if you don't have no idea of who you are or who God is, then no wonder you're struggling. If you don't, if you don't meditate on the word day and night, night and day to to recognize who you are, 
then no wonder you're shaky in in your belief. No, no wonder you you look in the mirror and and you don't agree with what you see in the mirror. How many times have you seen in the movies, you know, when they get to a, a you know, normally it's in a drama and or it's 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 a movie where someone has having a has had a a fall in their life or or you know they're starting from the bottom and and a lot of times you will see a scene in the movie that looks something like uh, a person looking in the mirror and as they're looking in the mirror they get frustrated and they break the mirror somebody know what i'm talking about it it's in several movies that 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 scene is in several movies where they're looking at themselves in the mirror and they're staring at the mirror and in a fit of rage they punch the mirror or they break the mirror why do they do that it's because they don't like what they see it's because they they don't agree with what they see in the mirror and so when they shatter the mirror it is a it is a representation of how they view themselves on the inside oh god it it's a representation of how they view themselves on the inside yes i look pretty on the outside yes i look normal on the outside yes i look successful on the outside but on the inside there's something going on i'm shattered i'm broken I find myself less than on the inside. Everybody who sees me thinks that I'm so good and I got it so good and 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 nothing beats me. And I'm just, you know, uh, uh, if we were to use a, a, a church cliche, I am more than a conqueror or a Bible verse. I am more than a conqueror. People see that when they see me, but I don't see it in myself. I want to ask you, what do you see in yourself how do you view you how do you view you that's what's important it's how you view you you can look blessed you can look uh uh successful everybody else can think you are successful everybody else can think that you are beautiful but if you don't see that in yourself it does not matter what other people think And many of us, although we may have a lot of things working in our favor, we look at ourselves and we see ourselves as broken. And because we can't see ourselves uh, 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 being uh, more than or being beautiful, then we settle for less than. Oh, I'm talking to somebody in here. How many times have you seen a woman that that looks beautiful, that looks pretty? I mean, it seems like anybody would be glad to have her, but but she but when you see who she's with, you look at her and say, "How could you go with something that is so beneath you?" Now, I'm not just talking about looks. I mean, hey, you like what you like. I'm talking about how that person uh, cares for them, how they treat them, uh, what that person has. You know, if you have a beautiful woman who is very smart and everything else, and their spouse is someone who, who has no motivation, who won't, who won't do for themselves, that treat them nasty. Why do they go with that person? Because it's, what, it's, it's that what they see on the inside of them. You attract what you think you are. Let me say that one more time. 
you attract what you think you are. If you think if you think you're less than, you will settle for less than. You will attract less than. And then anybody, here, here's the key though. Here, here's what trips me out. Anybody who who would treat you good, you shun them away. Anybody who really has it going on, you shun them away. Why? Because you don't think that you're on their level. And that's men and women. You don't think you can have more, so you settle for less. I'm talking about a distorted image, how you see yourself. It's important how you see yourself. When you look, when you look in that mirror, how do you see yourself? When you look at the story, there's a there's a story uh, in the Bible where it talks about uh, Naomi. It's in Ruth chapter one. If you look at chapter one, uh, one through twenty two, you will read about a woman who who had everything. She was living in Bethlehem and her husband and her kids, all of them moved to another land. Why? Because there was a famine in the land. And so while they're in the other land, while they're in, I believe it's in Moab, while they're in Moab, she she loses her husband. Now that is a tragedy. She loses her husband. And while she's living in Moab, her sons get married. And so after a while, while they're in Moab, she loses her sons. So she's lost her husband and she's lost her sons and she's feeling down on herself. She has went from being having the 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 you know the fairy tale life I would assume, you know what people call a normal life or a fairy tale life however you want to put it. She has she has went from having the husband to being a single mother in a blink of an eye. She has went from being a single mother to losing all of all of both of her, her sons. Now she's no mother at all. And she's lonely. She's lonely. She doesn't have her 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 husband and her kids anymore. I'm sure she was heartbroken. And yet she still had her daughter-in-laws, but she never looked at that. She never paid attention to that. She's paying attention to her loss. And so she 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 hears that her her old homeland where she's from it seems like it's doing a little better a little better than it was when she left so she's on her way to Bethlehem back to Bethlehem she's traveling with daughter-in-laws and and so you know uh, while she's traveling she tells her daughter-in-laws listen I'm I'm I, I can't do anything for you why don't you go back home? And her daughter-in-laws, because they loved her, oh God, because they loved her, they cried and said, please don't send us home. We will go with you. Why, why are you trying to, why are you trying to break us up? Why are you trying to shun me away? Let me go with you. But she's telling them, I, that, why are you staying with me? I don't have anything for you. Don't you see that I'm broken? Don't you see that I'm empty? Don't you see that I'm hurting? Why are you trying to stay with me? And so one of the daughter-in-laws, after, after uh, 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 Naomi drove her away, she goes back home. But there was one named Ruth that would not 
leave her side. Who God would not leave her side. And, and Ruth basically said, she said, I know you don't have anything. And I know that you're hurting. But I'm going to stick with you and love you past that. Your land is my land. Your house is my house. Your God will be my God. I'm not leaving you. Oh, God. I wish we had more people that had the strength to say when their friends are hurting or when their spouse is hurting or their family members are hurting that would not leave their side and say, no matter what you go through, I will not leave you. But everybody's not like that. Everybody's not like that. Ruth fought her to stay. And Naomi was fighting for her to leave because she's hurt. Oh, let, let me ask you a question. How many times have you destroyed relationships because you were hurting? How many times ha have you shunned help because you were hurting? Let me, let me take it a little deeper. You're hurting and you're praying for God to deliver you, but you're hurting so much that when God sends someone to help you or when God sends the answer, you don't take it because you're speaking out of hurt. You're speaking out of pain. Naomi was hurting. Naomi was hurting. The Bible says uh, in, in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter, uh, I believe it's 14. I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 12, looking at verse 14, it says, make every effort to live in peace. Verse 14 and 15, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. And listen to this, and that no bitter root, no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Naomi has a root of bitterness that is causing her to shun help, that is shutting her off from her help and from those who love her. And she is now, uh, she is now in danger of contaminating others. What does verse 15 says? that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble. What is trouble? Trouble in your life and defile many, many being those around you. You can't be bitter. God doesn't want you bitter because if you're bitter, he can't use you. If you're bitter, you can't, he can't be, uh, you can't be that light for others. If you're bitter, you will, you will, you will throw away his help. And you will and you will waddle in pityness. You you will you will waddle in, in, in just your mess, you know, just feeling sorry for yourself. Naomi 
is feeling sorry for herself. Naomi is at the end of her rope and and she's she's at the point where she's given up on life. Listen, I want to tell somebody who's listening to me right now, do not give up on life. We sing a song in church that says he's able. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. He's able. I want you to know today that God is able. No matter what your situation is, God is able. But now watch this. Naomi is on the way back to Bethlehem. And so some some people that knew her from when she lived there before said, is that Naomi? Is that Naomi? Hey, Naomi, how you doing, Naomi? Is that you? And when Naomi hears them, she says this. She says, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Now, now, when, when you understand what the names mean, you understand or you, you can see where she at, where she is in her life and what's really in her heart. See, Naomi meant my joy. So every time someone called her name, they would say, come here, my joy. She said, don't call me that. She said, call me Mara, which means bitter. She says, call me Mara. And it means bitter. She said, because... She said, because I, I, I left here full and I came back empty. And she's questioning, God, where are you? She's questioning. She, she has distorted her image of who she is. She, is, she has questioned or, or changed her name because of things that have happened to her. She no longer sees joy in her life. All she sees is sorrow. What do you see in your life? I'm just talking to you on today. What do you see in your life? Have you allowed life to change your name? Have you allowed life to change your essence? You used to be happy. You used to be the life of the party. You used to be the one that everybody came to when they were struggling. But now you're at a place in your life where you no longer smile. Now you're in a place in your life where you're not the answer. You just have questions. Oh, let me say that again. You're in a place in your life where you don't have answers. You just have questions. You're not the answer anymore. You just have questions. And check this out. Naomi almost lost Hear me, Naomi almost lost her blessing. She almost lost her blessing. 
because how she saw herself. She almost lost her breakthrough because how she saw herself. What do you mean by that? Well, you must remember. Remember when I told you she was telling the two daughter-in-laws to leave? She begged them to leave. She she forced one to leave, but Ruth stood by her side and said, I won't leave you. I don't care how much you fuss at me. I don't care how much you scream at me. I'm not leaving you. Remember that? Remember that part? Well, understand this. If you read later on in the scriptures, you will find out that Ruth met the king. She met the king and end up being with the king. And because she ended up being with the king, Naomi benefited. And Naomi's latter day, oh God, help me. I feel like shouting right now. Naomi's latter day was greater than her former day. Why? Because of Ruth. See, here's what you got to understand about God. A lot of times when you're going through and and the walls seem like they're closing uh, all around you, it seems like there's nothing working for you. A lot of times you're sitting there crying about what's going on and you're saying, Lord, where are you? You don't even realize that God has already answered your prayer. Oh, God, he's already made provision for you. He's already made a way of escape for you. Oh, God, why is she sitting there feeling sorry for herself? Why is she sitting there in sorrow? She didn't realize that the one she was trying to put out of her life was going to be the person that blessed her, that her latter day would be greater than her former. Oh, goodness. See, this is why you have to this is why you have to be careful. The things you do when you're hurt. I, I would like to reference Ruth as being that divine seed. Naomi couldn't see what Ruth was when she was trying to get rid of her, but she was a divine seed. She was sent there for a purpose. She was there for a purpose, and 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 her purpose was to bless Ruth, was to bless Naomi. And then when you really dig in the scriptures, you will understand that Naomi uh, coached her coached her on how to get the king. You see what I'm saying? Naomi was there for Ruth. Taught her how to get the king, taught her how to get her man, her Boaz. And Ruth was there and sustained her and supplied for her and blessed her. It happened. Her change, Naomi's change, change happened. But she nearly lost it because how she saw herself. How you see yourself. Oh, God. How, how, how do you see yourself? Your future is on the line. 
Your destiny is on the line. You're holding it in your hand. You got a decision to make. Will you be that broken glass? Will you be that broken mirror that you're looking into? Or will you be what God said that you are? Are you happy with what you see? Can you see like God sees? Or do you have a distorted image of yourself? You're beautiful, ma'am, lady, you're beautiful, sir, you're handsome. You can do it all. You can do it. You can make it. You will make it. You are, you are all that. Can you believe it? And maybe you have to say, nevertheless, what do you mean by that? What I mean is, maybe you don't see it fully right now, but nevertheless, I will walk like I see it. I will talk like I see it, or I believe it. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I got to use faith to, to, to get me to the place where I see how God sees. I'm just telling you, you can make it. If I'm gonna leave you with a thought on today, it is you can make it. I don't care how many times you got to look yourself in the mirror, tell yourself, I will make it. Hallelujah. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I will not be denied. I will. I shall make it. Pastor D.R.E. back with you. That was Jacqueline Carr, Jehovah Jireh. And that is a powerful, powerful song. That girl can sing. That's all I'm saying. And, and, and you know, that should be our testimony. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. He is my way maker. He is everything that I need him to be. Hallelujah. So right now we're going to get into... What I like to uh, do is just give you some positivity going on, that positivity that's going on all around you. And God knows we need some positivity right now. After this week that we have had, you know, it has been buzzing on social media, on every platform, the whole debacle with Will Smith and Chris Rock. And, you know, they're calling it the slap heard around the world. And you know, once again, people are divided in their opinion. And and I, I'm not going to speak much on it, but I will say this. This is just my opinion. You know, I believe that he was out of line. I, I hate it for him because it overshadowed his Oscar win. I also hate it for Chris Rock because with social media uh, so prevalent now with YouTube and Facebook and TikTok and, and Instagram and everything else, that video would never leave and so i just hate it for him you know i hate it for chris rock you know and in the end neither one of them really wins 
you know, and so we just have that black eye, uh, uh, that stain in our society right now. And it's just really unfortunate. But I'm going to give you some positivity today. Right now, I want to give you some positivity, enlighten you to some things that's going on. And so uh, I saw this article. This is coming from CBS News. And uh, it is talking about the new um, uh, average for vehicles. So uh, starting in 2026, every vehicle must have an average of 40 miles per gallon, which will be up from 28 miles per gallon per gallon currently 40 miles per gallon and that is good news considering how the prices are with gas now you know that is good news but one thing i do want to uh i i, I would like to bring to people's attention and and if i had if i could just talk to anybody i would ask them okay i see that you're going to make cars and trucks more efficient and i'm I'm good with that. But what are these new cars going to cost? Because I don't know if, if you've been looking, but the cost of a car right now, even a used one, is 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 kind of up there. You know, I was pricing a, a um, Yukon not too long ago, or it might have been a Denali. I forget which one, but it was $80,000. And, and, you know, I'm glad for the technology, but for $80,000... I can do without it. But yeah, so they're going to be requiring vehicles to get at least 40 miles per gallon starting in 2026 or by 2026. Okay. Uh, also in the news. Now this one, <laughs> this one kind of tripped me out. Uh, so uh, Burger King is being sued uh, for exaggerating the size of their burgers on commercials. I cannot make this up. Burger King is being sued for ads that allegedly, this is from Food and Wine, you can read the article for yourself, that allegedly exaggerates the size of their burgers or their sandwiches. And this is coming from um, Miami. It's, it's going down in Miami. And all I'm going to say is, it has been like that for quite a while. And, and, you know, they, they prop these sandwiches up. They make them look so nice. They make them look so big. It's not just Burger King. It's McDonald's. It's other places. They make this, the burger look so huge. And then when you get it, you know, it looks like a mini-me. It really does. And and honestly, it seems like the burgers have, have shrunken even more and so i guess people just getting tired of it you show me this nice juicy burger on on the commercial and then when i get it i got the the junior version you know it looks like the junior version and it also in the article it talks about how the meat isn't as big as what they show in the commercial nothing on the sandwich on the sandwich that you get looks the size of the commercial and if that will make them be more uh forthcoming or more honest about how big their sandwiches are i'm i'm for it you know i guess people are really just tired you know we we ready to we ready to act a fool because everything is going up in in price you know everything is in uh in the inflation um process right now and so you know that's going on okay so now let me get to some things that uh may make you laugh or smile or, or may even make you proud let's see um 
Deborah Cox. Uh, this is coming from News One. Deborah Cox is going into the uh, Canadian Hall of Fame, Music Hall of Fame. Uh, she's had a very good career for those who don't know Deborah Cox. I believe she recorded that song, We Can't Be Friends, along with RL. That was one of those staple songs back in the 90s that, you know, everyone sang or, or knew, you know, it was that jamming. So she's being uh, rewarded or or uh, acknowledged for her contribution to music going into the Canadian Hall of Music Hall of Fame. Uh, congratulations, Deborah Cox. Uh, this is also coming from News One. Very interesting story. So, uh, this is concerning, and I hope I'm saying the name right, Rada Griffin. Uh, she actually is a software engineer for NASA, and she is uh, not only going to become the first woman, not black woman, first woman uh, to land on the moon or go to the moon in 2024, but she has actually started her own wine business her own wine business and i believe she's the first one to do that uh she's starting her own becoming the first certified black woman winemaker in alabama that is big she started her her own vineyard her own wine and she has some other things that she's working on some other projects but that is very big for her we salute her you know, it's the, the article. It's funny. The article is talking about her having uh, been the first certified black woman winemaker. But just the NASA part did it for me. You know, I'm sure we're going to be reading more stories about her when she makes her trip to the moon, saying that she's going to be the first woman of any color to, to accomplish that feat. And it's good to see minorities uh, being recognized at NASA. Yeah. And so um, we give, we salute her for what she's doing. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? What else do we have? We also have, oh, so I found this. This is from theweek.com. This is a very touching story, and I hope I don't mess it up. So this happened, this, this story uh, comes from theweek.com. It is centered in uh, a public store in Fort Myers, Florida. And so, not to read the, the article verbatim, but let me just tell you what it's about. It's about this uh, this gentleman name, and I hope I'm not messing up his name. His name is Mr. Gilnett or Gilnett. Um, he works at the Fort Myers public store in Florida. And so, he's been there for a couple years for several years and there was a mother and daughter that would come into the store and he just developed this friendship this bond with her toddler at the time uh her toddler was about about three years old and and so you know, she would he would just greet the toddler and the toddler would greet him and they just they just started connecting in such a way. Um the 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 person who Mr. Jeanette is a black man. This is and and the uh, the toddler is a 
you know, a white toddler. Though, of course, the mother is white as well. And, and so they just developed this, this relationship. Well, this was back in 2019. Through the years, of course, we had COVID that hit and it really stopped a lot of things. And uh, most people everywhere were not going out as much. And so, you know, of course, because of concerns, you know, a lot of people didn't go out or they had social distancing going on. And so, uh, you know, they kind of stopped coming around, but they had gotten so close that the gentleman who taught, uh, the toddler's name was Fiona, would gave her a nickname of High Five. And the nickname came about because when he would see her, you know, he would say, give me five or give me a high five. And so uh, now that things are getting back to normal in some regards, uh, they recently made a trip back up to the store and the toddler just ran to him and gave him a big hug. They a big hug. They developed this great relationship and it really was heartwarming. And so, um, of course, what one thing I, I needed one thing. So, in that time, he also gave her a bike before the the uh, pandemic actually hit. You know, he was really, you know, really just I don't know. It was just this um, this thing they had together. He gave her a bike and everything. And so now that the the pandemic is over, you know, they reunited, and the uh, toddler who was three at the time is now six. And they are just like the best of friends. And so it touched the woman's heart so much that now the uh, the mother is starting a charity. She is starting a charity and it's going, it's going to be called Hoosier High Five. And so what it's going to do what it's going to highlight is going to be a, a I'm guessing it's going to be an online site or I'm not sure how she's going to have it set up but it's just going to be a place where people can submit stories about people who have positively impacted their lives the way he positively impacted theirs that is big that is very big and let me just speak on this for a minute you know it's amazing the effect you can have on people if you just do the smallest things you know you don't have to you know do this big elaborate thing or give them the biggest gift but if you just give people the smallest things such as a smile or give people such things as your attention you know it's not hard you know not too long ago i was talking about how customer service is really dead because people don't like to acknowledge each other no more and i think that uh, one of the reasons why we don't know how to engage anymore is because we have social media we have our cell phones and it, it has become such a distraction to us or it has become such a tool to us that we forget how to do things as um humans you know and and we get the phone to do everything so we forget how to do things as humans as far as be nice to each other how to communicate with one another you know we forget those skills but this gentleman just you know it, it wasn't part of his his paycheck or part of his job he just you know gave 
the toddler attention, just greeted her with a smile, greeted the mother with a smile, and it made a big difference, not only in the child's life, but the mother's life. And for this to be um, a black man and a white woman or a white family that have come together like this, and it, it has impacted her to the point where she is starting a charity, that, that just shows you the power uh, that kindness has and what we can do as a society if we can just come together if we can just learn how to treat each other right you know so it's a very I, I love the story because you know like I said you can turn on the news at any time and see so many uh bad stories or stories that will discourage you that will make you feel like we will never come together. But it is stories like that that gives me hope. And I hope that it's giving you some hope too. So um, I hope you got something out of you know the, the testimonies or the positive news for today. I'm going to be coming back to you in just one minute, all right? See you in a minute. This is Pastor D.R.E. on the MIC, and I want to take this time to give you a personal invitation to join us on our Facebook page, LLH Ministries. Again, that is LLH Ministries for our services that we have each week. On Wednesday nights, we have our Bible study that starts at 730. And then on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., we have our regular services where we have praise and worship, and we also have the word that come forth, you know, and it's a great time in the Lord. Also, during the month, we have other little things that are sprinkled in between, such as our youth services, getting sturdy. And then we have our men's services, where I just talk to men on numerous subjects, you know, such as intimacy and what it really means to be a man, just straight talk with the men. So if you're interested, if you want to know more about us, Hit us up, LLH Ministries Facebook page. Again, that's LLH Ministries. You will not be disappointed, and I hope to see you soon. Pastor D, are you back with you? Did you enjoy the song? I hope you enjoyed the song. I want to switch it up a little bit. I know at this point, I normally do... Um, what I call altar free music and I play a song you know an RB song um and so I'm I may still do it I don't know uh but I thought this song was fitting for that that moment you know it, it, it's 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 a work in progress but let me know what you think about the song and uh let me know what you think about the show so far if you like the altar free music or would you rather something like this to kind of you know to kind of keep you in that mode, okay? Uh, but so now I'm going to uh, get ready to end the show. And I always like to leave you with a thought. And uh, I was thinking, I sent this text out. And the text said, no one in your life should ever have to question whether it's worth loving you. No one in your life should ever have to question whether it's worth loving you. And, and so that's what I want to leave you with today. No one in your life should ever have to question 
it is worth loving you. And and let me say it like this. You know, it can go both ways. Go go both ways. No one should ever have to question whether it's worth loving you and you should never have to question whether it's worth loving someone. I, I see a lot of people who who have people around them, whether it be boyfriend or girlfriend or, or family members or even husband and wife. And and I wonder sometimes because, you know, you kind of sit back. See, I'm a person that observes a lot and I kind of observe how people treat each other. And I, I see sometimes how a wife would treat her husband. You know, she would down her husband and and uh, just talk to him crazy in public. And then I also see how kids will do the same thing to their mother and father or their husband will do the same to their wife or their boyfriend or girlfriend. You understand what I'm saying? And I sit back and I wonder sometimes, is it worth loving them? You know, now we are we are told that we are supposed to love everybody. We are even told that we are to love our enemies. We're supposed to love our enemies. And, and you know, Steve Harvey said one time, I ain't there yet. You know, but we're supposed to love our enemies. And I got that. But why does it, why, why would it, it should not be so hard to love someone who says they love you. It should not be so hard to love someone who who you go to bed with or who you're raising, the child that you're raising. You, we must understand how we do people. I, I think I think sometimes we need to have a, we, we just need to take a moment and just look at how we treat people sometimes. Look at how we respond to people sometimes and, and, and wonder, am I giving them Am I giving them enough that I deserve their love? Wow. If we could just do that, if we could just really be honest with ourselves and ask the question, am I really giving enough? Am I doing enough? Am I am I giving them what they need emotionally? Am I Am I am I giving them a reason to love me? Or are they doing it because, you know, they feel like they have to do it? Are they doing it, but it's hard for them to love me? See, see, only people who are who are who care about others and only people who are real with themselves will even dare to ask themselves that question. Am I giving enough? to deserve their love is it hard for people to love me because i don't i don't reciprocate the same thing i don't give them a reason to love me every once in a while you know i will i will sit on the bed or when i get by myself as i'm sitting in the car or driving somewhere wherever i may be when i get alone i will sit i, I will sit there and think how am i affecting people's lives you know i have I have a great family. I have a great wife, an awesome wife. I have a I have awesome kids. But but and, and they love me and I know they love me. But am I giving enough of myself to deserve that love? 
It's a question you should ask yourself. I think everybody should ask themselves that question. Do I deserve their love? Am I doing enough to deserve their love? Or are they are they having the are, are they you know they care for me but they you know listen if you make a person wonder why they have to why they love you or you you kind of make them feel like they feel kind of stupid for loving you you know I see that a lot you know they you you see bad relationships and they're just like I can't believe I love them but I do I love her I. I I shouldn't love her, but I do. You gotta sit back, you gotta, you gotta man up or woman up and say, am I am I giving them enough to love me? Or, or, or do I deserve their love? And you know, I believe if most people took that attitude and most people actually asked themselves that question, maybe what we wouldn't have so many divorces. Just maybe. Maybe we wouldn't have so many uh, uh, kids who feel alone or who are acting out. Just maybe. I mean, just maybe. It's, you know, I, I don't have a, a PhD in psychology or anything like that. I, but, but just maybe if we show people the love that they deserve. If we gave them all the right reasons to love us. Maybe we wouldn't have so many people who get tired and give up. I'm just saying. So just ask yourself, when you get time, do I give enough to deserve someone's love? And then if you have people that that you that tends to weigh you down because you love them. I, I I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you to stop loving them. And sometimes it's not love. Sometimes it's just soul ties. That's a whole nother story. But 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 just think about it. Just think about it. All right. Thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, thank you for all those that continue to support it. Um, for all those who who tell me how you know give me their opinions on it whether it be good or bad um i will say i haven't really heard any bad opinions but i'm 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 strong you know i'm i'm good you know i i would love to get your feedback but thank you so much until next weekend this has been pastor dre on ready set release